0: If 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 an emotional relationship with them is not possible without getting burned. so you write them an emotional divorce. So
1: Welcome back, everybody. You are listening to Mental Health Uncensored. I'm Shlemmy Balsam. And I'm Yehuda Rostin. And this week, we are going to continue exploring the effects of parenting on our mental health. And last week, we focused more on the positive aspects of what parental
2: support can afford to the next generation. And now we're going to jump in a little bit, or a lot of it, and we'll see how this conversation goes. More negative.
1: I asked Rebbe whether we could use this recording post facto because it is delicate and um, we're going to deal with it in a sensitive manner. Bez Ras Hashem. The question that we're discussing is when someone is in therapy and realizes that much of his therapy, need for therapy stems from his relationship with his parents, it could be trauma from his parents. Um, it could be a case of actual abuse in any, any one of abuses forms, however that you know, devil rears his head. How is his relationship with his parents supposed to be now? We have a mitzvah dar raisa. You know, if I were to make a list of top ten mitzvahs, this would be you know, top five. So what do you do with that in a case where these are the people that are, have caused me a tremendous amount of suffering?
2: And obviously balanced with the positives, if you remember that we said last week, of all these beautiful things that our relationship with your parents can afford you. Yeah. Uh, it's because they are such a core part of who we are,
1: uh, just like a, a, you give over your whole self to your therapist, um, we are entirely in the hands of our parents from the moment we exist. So they can do as much harm than as as much good as they can afford so i'm going to pose a question to Yehuda because uh he hasn't heard this recording yet and the question was how should one interact with one's parents in a situation like this Yehuda take it away
2: right so this is as you said extremely delicate and a massive massive subject yeah. so i i broke it down into about four steps want to see how these steps are going to go um, and I, this is going to be a little bit hard, but let's, let's try with step number one. So step number one, I feel like you addressed already in the question. Step number one was take a step back. See, you know, and this is what you said in therapy. If, if the person discovers in therapy that the relationship with his parents is something that's detrimental to his mental health, that's something that's you know slowly you know, wearing down at him. So taking that step back is the ability to see it from an outsider's view. Sometimes it is an outsider's view that something bad is happening here. So step number one is really taken as, and I don't think that that could be played down. I, could, I don't think that we could emphasize that enough, that that's really important. And a lot of times, I'm sure you've seen it, and I've seen it with friends for sure, they don't know, I think we discussed that in uh, Representative Torsky's book, yeah. they don't know that they're being abused, and even if they know they're being abused, they don't, they don't know in their heart that, that this is something they need to stop. Right. They know they're being abused, but like, this is just life. Mm-hmm. I, I, I heard from someone then when said, I thought this is how just parents were. Right. And and why would they think different? Now, even though you're going to say they went to friends' houses and they should have seen, still, mm-hmm. the same way their parents don't act a certain way in public, they assume, deep down subconsciously, that other parents don't act in a certain way. So now, mm-hmm. so step number one I had as taking a step back and viewing your situation from an outside issue just taking account and realizing that there is something askew here exactly and you presented that beautifully in your therapy after you successfully accomplished that which is no small feat congratulations step number two now you know what the abuse is hopefully and you see what's happening to you and the question is how to get out of it do you mean the immediate abuse or whatever trauma is happening for whatever reason how to stop that because the longer it happens to you the more damage will will happen and so so you need to stop that now what that means can vary in from from the most from literally approaching the parent to to uh to never talking to them again like Mm -hmm. like you could have literally opposite approaches um and, and and everything in between right so step number one is to see that it's happening Step number two is to Exit. Leave the abuse. hmm Step number three. So now you left the abuse. And I'm making it sound very simple. I'm sure I'm sure this could be a life's work. It is a life's work. Um but step number three is to get healthy. Now I know that sounds like really easy, just get healthy. Yeah, <laughs> Just do it. Um, what do you mean by that? Um so what that means is to put it in perspective. Mm. Now, now obviously, I think I'm going to jump right away, even though I only got up step number three to the question was how to deal with your parents and how to view them when you realize this is happening. I think the ideal, ideal view in a perfectly healthy state is that the person knows that it's all from Hashem. Like that would be like ultimate health, that it's all from Hashem and my parents can't do anything to me. And this is fully from Hashem. Now, to get to that point, that being the goal of being so emotionally healthy and stable that... You feel no um, resentment towards them. Uh, They're just like the shluchim. They're just the shluchim. There's a journey to get there. That's what health looks like. Health looks like that when you talk to them, there is no hate towards them. There is pity maybe that they're sick. There's a sadness Mm. that they unfortunately weren't able to deal with their kids the right way. There's um, appreciation for who you are because of that. Mm. And all trickles back to Hashem. Now to get there could mean along the way, you know, number three was to get healthy. That could mean to get healthy, a lot of times we have to build ourselves, especially when a person didn't have that fundamental core bedrock platform um, to build their self-esteem on.
1: Yeah, you're starting from scratch.
2: Exactly. So starting from scratch could mean that you need to appreciate who you are and along the way of appreciating who you are is realizing that what someone else did to you was wrong. Mm because you don't deserve that. You deserve goodness. And that c- might come at the cost of hating them. And Maybe it wasn't my fault. It might come at the cost of really hating them. I'm and letting yourself hate them. Exactly. So in the step of, and number four is, once you do all these things, to see if the relationship is possible without having the abuse in it. Nice. To see if you can, if you always revert back to it, either you have to get more healthy or it's just not a relationship you can have
1: once i'm in a healthy enough place myself and i have my own s- security and independence then i can tiptoe my way back into building a healthy relationship with my parents that that won't eat away at my core the way it has before i
2: discovered what exactly I, I know this is so much and I, I just covered like the most massive sphere of things ever mm-hmm. and it's like oh just get healthy you know what i mean <laughs> why don't you just it's like, open a door. No, I, I understand that it's a lot, but I think the answer to your question is in how to deal with parents, in short, is if the relationship is abusive and it can't not be, meaning after you got healthy and you're able to take this stock of things, if it's not able to be healthy, you have to stop it. Now, the only way to know if it's able to be healthy or not is for you to get healthy first okay. and being a present, you know, in, in a beautiful state of mind that you can realize that. Or
1: have a therapist, a third party, say, by the way, what's happening here is unhealthy." healthy. Exactly. Great.
2: And I wanna throw something in. Yeah. That when you're doing work on yourself, I know this is a side point, but when you're getting healthy, have friends and or a therapist with you at all times. And the reason is I think it's so important. Like in your journey? In your journey, mm-hmm. make sure to have people watching because you have to make sure you're getting healthy from an independent view, like you said, and not my parents always wanted me to be, wanted me to do X. So I'm doing that now and I'm now, now that I'm doing that, I'm healthy, but you realize that your view of life is skewed because you grew up with the foundations of your parents. A lot of kids grow up with the views of their parents, which can be majorly skewed. You're saying I might not even know what healthy looks like. Exactly. You might say, okay, I need to slam my head into the wall. Like, most ridiculous case, right? If I don't slam my head against the wall, I'm not healthy. So I need to be miscobber on my Yetzir Hara and slam my head against the wall. Now, obviously, a friend can look at you and say, that's very wrong. Yeah. You're going to get a (laughs) boo-boo.
1: But to you, that might feel like I finally accomplished my...
2: Right, because you... Right. And that example is obviously a joke, but... It can be very serious and very, very, very sad in a lot of cases. Right.
1: What's an objectively healthy goal uh, for my self-confidence, my self-esteem, my self-worth? Right. And that's, that's where a third exactly. party, that's where friends, family, exactly. come in. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Are you ready to hear the recording? Yes. Here we go. Um, in therapy, it, it comes up uh, over time. Um, it could turn out that parents do significant damage to their ch- kids,
0: but maybe it shaggy, whatever it, it is. is. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's, that's <laughs> what it the parents' fault. Yeah, it that's Yeah, that's what It really is the parents' fault. The question is considering. Why do kids go for therapy? <laughs>
1: considering a uh, keep it up aim.
0: Yeah.
1: How should a child who has come to the recognition that his parents really hurt him or he was hurt by his parents, how should he you now interact with them? Should he look to try to heal that
0: relationship even if it's toxic? Um, as long as it's realistic, because I have seen most kids try to you know, work on the relationship and then they're abused the second time when the parents are in denial. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So there is a point to say, cut ties. Uh, um, to cut ties? It doesn't have to be cut ties. It doesn't have to be cut ties, that's a Shaila. Unless, you know, unless one really has a hard time with it, it's, um, it's an emotional divorce. While remaining polite, civilized, very superficial. Very superficial in a way that you can't be vulnerable. Always keep his guard up. Not just keeping your guard up, but not needing their support and mm-hmm. just writing them off. Mm-hmm. Listen, Kibanov is feeling appreciative of the fact that they gave you life. If not for them, you wouldn't be here. So it doesn't mean it's how they brought you up. Well, nice, because of them, you're here. So you have to have that. But if, if if an emotional relationship with them is not possible without getting burnt, so you write them an emotional divorce. And so. Mm-hmm. And does he have any, any mitzvah kiburabe? Just mitzvah an internal kibura, gratitude? Kibura, unless a parent is a Russian Marusha? So he's still kind of covered in. Kima, mahiva, mashkeyu, yeah? Okay. Just a, a barter question. Um, there are kids yeah. that have suffered so much they, they, that it would be traumatic for them to see Shiva when a parent passes away. There are a few oh. cases where I told them, that I told them not to see Shiva.
1: What would, what would the line have to be for them not to search uh, That
0: That uh, they would suffer um, real emotional anguish.
1: And they go to the labaya?
0: It's up to them.
1: Actually, they actually they, have a, a, a tour of avelas?
0: Yeah. What's the...? Yeah. Um, all these things are at Ravonan, so All you need is to prevent and <laughs> the equivalent of, of physical chöyli, that you're not functional. Plus, you know, in some of these cases, the parents really have a dinner for shall In which case, there's no There's no here, just, you know, I mean, You don't know, usually pat to them so fast, but where, where the child can't handle it, you do that. Right. The question is, what level of narcissism is vicious? Oh, interesting. <laughs> to, to qualify, how I mean, the dance of so much. Is, is there a
1: gather for that? It's, it's difficult. Summer. Okay, but, uh, Thank you. Is that not the most incredible recording you've ever heard?
2: Wow. Whew. Um okay, I'm just gonna say what jumped out at me before we break it down a little yeah. bit. Was the Shiva thingy. Yeah. The fact that the the kid doesn't have to hit Shiva because he uh, would would be too too hard for him. Yeah. Don't don't pass him without running this right. rub. Right, obviously.
1: But yeah, in a case where he has a chayli because of his emotional anguish. There could be a tour of Shiva. Wow. Like There are, there are halacha ramifications to emotional health. It's not just like a flaky, you know, talk about our feelings type of thing. Like, I,
2: I, it's real. I feel like we gained a few things. We gained a definition of Kibrav, which I really appreciated. Mm-hmm. And I think we should start with that because I think it's a really cool place to start. Okay. Definition of kibrav is what? is appreciation that your parents brought you into this world.
1: That's always there.
2: That doesn't go away. Right. No matter what. Now, sometimes that we completely putter. those are extreme cases, I think.
1: Never putter from appreciation. Right. Got to be ourselves. We always need to be appreciative, appreciative. But if there is a situation where making myself vulnerable to my parents would result in them taking advantage of me and
2: whatever you know each to their own horrors he used the lesson of writing an emotional divorce that's right which is quite an interesting lesson yeah. I wonder I, I wonder how that would look exactly
1: well here's how he described it right there are, there were different parts to it there's um, it has to be civilized polite superficial on the other hand and leaves no room for vulnerability
2: right meaning you're, you're turning your relationship into something that looks very good on the outside, but is nothing emotionally. professional. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very well said. Professional. The
1: the goal being that he has an independence that at any point his
2: parents don't have a stronghold on
1: him that he can, like Rebbe said, write them off.
2: Exactly. You don't know me. Exactly. And then Rebbe did did touch on on what we were talking previously about if it's possible. You know, a lot of times Rebbe sees because of... Uh, kids you know readiness to get back into a relationship that was bad the parents unfortunately doing again what they did previously because of a denial Rebbe said
1: yeah it's a beautiful thing kids love their parents and desperate for a relationship with them
2: but yeah it's the saddest thing mm-hmm. at the same time mm-hmm. When, mm-hmm. It, when it gets uh, when it gets abused <laughs> right when it gets literally abused uh, the the relationship of a child
1: in a situation where the parent is in denial and, and doesn't uh, acknowledge that They've done anything wrong. They're not ready to change. They're not ready to have a healthy relationship. Then, when the child does make those steps to, again, you know, open up those wounds and try to help them heal, and he makes himself vulnerable to his parents, they can be, you know, cut down again if the parent isn't ready or un- unable. We're not, you know, we're not here to blame the parents. We're looking, you know, from the child's perspective. Some parents don't have the emotional or training, the ability to have a healthy relationship. So, you can. Hang on to the appreciation, and that you know you still have the mitzvah,
2: unless he's a, an actual halachic Russia, which again should not be uh, paskin by yourself. Absolutely, no, never. Please you. do not. You have tremendous bias. None of this, <laughs> none of this stuff should be paskin by yourself. But this is an outline for what you, if if you are going through something with your parent, yeah. um, you should be expecting yeah. to some degree.
1: It's, it's, it, and you should be, be ready weary. for it. Be yeah. wary. Cautious. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a very painful subject. There really are, it happens more often than we'd like to admit. In exactly. The, uh, you know, the yeshiva world from community. It really, uh, it does exist. You mentioned in the introduction, uh, just to recap, here are some of the things that Rebbe, here are some of the things that Rebbe covered and let me know if I left anything out. Um, we have the ability to blame everything. <laughs> all emotional issues on our parents. Exactly. His tongue in cheek is like, you know, it's all our parents' fault. Technically, if you want to, if you don't want to take any accountability, we, any anyone who has parents, anyone who was born can say it was all his parents' fault. That's true. That's <laughs> out there. Uh, don't, do, don't take advantage of that, you know? You got, exactly. Take accountability. Uh, but that being said, um, the second point was only try to rebuild a relationship when there's a realistic possibility of a healthy re- relationship Be cautious, and because have seen you know kids who try coming back and get
2: hurt. That that comes with the with the with the knowledge of what uh, a good relationship looks like. Which you know, in order to to to, to want a relationship with your parent, you have to know what a good relationship looks like. Mm -hmm. And then, after you absolutely defined, however that is, you define that what a good relationship with this parent is, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with this parent, what a good relationship could look like, and how it will not emotionally. Negatively affect you. Yeah. Then comes the question of, can I rebuild this?
1: Right. Yeah. H- how much can? How yeah? How much can I make myself vulnerable? How much are they able to uh,
2: actually engage in a relationship without harming? Yeah. So, so what are what are I like to put it a, a few pieces of advice we can give to someone going through this, and what should they expect? First of all, my heart goes out to you. You know, we don't get to choose our parents,
1: and uh, this is the lot that you were given. It is tough. It is hard and you know you listen to our last podcast, you know parents are everything and if you're missing a healthy bedrock of, of parenting, you're, you're, yeah you, you're starting with with a, you know, a thousand pound backpack on your back heading out on this hike, you make it to the top then you've accomplished a thousand times more than anyone else. Uh, you can do it, but this might be a relationship that you can't throw yourself into. That was the message that Rebbe said. Be careful.
2: And know that, be prepared, that you may want the relationship, but it may not be healthy for you. Yeah, exactly. And it's very normal. Yeah. yeah. Because ju- as as Rebbe said, he's seen people go back to their parents and their question becomes, why did they go back? And that's what you said. It's this, this connection we desire. Um, yeah, of course. And the connection we desire is, and is whether it's not, a healthy one mm-hmm. that's there. We, we don't necessarily know, especially if that's where you're coming from. You don't know the difference.
1: Yeah, yeah. When when you were uh, discussing, you know, what you would answer, right, in the introduction. So you mentioned the, you know, the two uh, poles, uh, the extremes, where uh, you know the different types of exercises you can do to get healthy. Um, you could yeah, confrontation is a big one, and again, that's really tough because you can't play out what the other party's going to do, right? Parents exactly. can, can totally throw a curveball. So That's dangerous. Yeah, you really have to be in a very, very good place where you're ready to be totally shut down by the most important person in your life right you have to walk into that conversation and you know hopefully it won't go that bad but you know the harm can be so bad you have to be prepared for that um, but then there's so many gradient levels in between in therapy we would do something called the empty chair technique all right this is this is a, a it's, it's fun you have to be a little creative for it but you have an extra chair in the in the therapy room and you say, okay, imagine your father or mother or whoever it is sitting in this chair, and this works with, with any relationship, truth be told, and, and you say, if they were sitting here, what would you say to them? Exactly. You just kick off that conversation, and then the trippy part is that you then, that you help the client, you invite them to sit in that chair and say, what would he respond? What would she say back? What do you think's going, and, and they get to step into the shoes of the other half of this toxic relationship. Wow. you know maybe the parent is saying I, i'm trying all that i can but i'm overwhelmed right and you know i wish i'd done more for you and i, re- I have regrets or the parent will say you know in a really you know damaged situation if there's a serious personality disorder they'll be like i never did anything more in my life i don't know what you're talking about right
2: that's as we said the denial aspect where yeah. it can be very dangerous to return to that relationship
1: yeah hey lincoln like introduced the <coughs> concept of a, of the unsent letter where you sit down and you write a letter to this person and You just leave it in your drawer, you know. Some things are, are, what was it? Some things that are meant. Some things that you think shouldn't be said. Some things that you say shouldn't be written. Some things that some things that are written shouldn't be published. Yeah, that's good. So you can write down the letter without sending it, Um, and it's incredibly therapeutic. Emotional journals go a long way. Wow.
2: Wow. And but all these things that we're saying Mm -hmm. definitely go to somebody that's competent to talk to. You know about this? Go to Rebby Yeah, to this is choose your right own. way. Where we are giving, we are giving ideas in what you might encounter with a therapist, what to not be surprised about. Um, I, I I introduced the question from a place in therapy once a, it dawns on exactly. the client. Exactly, exactly, like, and that's important. That's important that people know that. Yeah, that's important that people know that. Okay, this is a great place to wrap up. Yeah, um, I really appreciate you joining us, and if you have any questions. About this subject, I'm sure there are plenty. Yeah. Please feel free to send them to mhuncensored at gmail.com. Um, we will try to handle them as delicately as possible. Obviously, my um, friend Schleim will be answering those questions as he is the therapist. Well, I'll just pass them on to Rebby. Or if, <laughs> if we can get them on an episode, we will ask them to Rebby. Yeah. Um, otherwise, he will be fielding those questions, and he will obviously tell you if you know those answers are from him or from Rebby. hmm And we're looking forward to hearing your feedback. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a wonderful day.